Hello and welcome to Buy Positive. These are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we'll be talking about being bisexual or queer in general in the workplace. So a little bit of a statistic first. This is a survey, a report done by Stonewall and YouGov um, last year, which said that nearly one in five lesbian, gay, and bi people, so 18%, are not open with anyone at work about their sexual orientation, and almost two in five bi people, or 38%, aren't out to anyone at work, which includes 49% of um, bi men and 34% of bi women, which is really, really high when you think about it, considering bi people are kind of the silent majority. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, of the of the LGBTQ plus experience and spectrum. So why is that? Why is it that bi people aren't comfortable enough coming out, I guess? I think um, it's also linked to the the being in a in a relationship that is conformed to social norms. Yeah. Uh, in that kind of situation you just don't come out. Yeah. Or even if you're not in a relationship and that you know that some of the people that you date, you can actually talk about. Mm. You're not in that situation where you have to lie all the time. So it's maybe just, you know, easier not mm. to come out. But also the fact that you can't really explain mm. what it is to be by. Mm. Uh, it's already difficult to explain that you're not straight. Yeah. And adding the complication of liking more than one gender... It might be a little bit um, frightening Mm. to come out in the workplace as it is in your family. Mm. Well, my question is, you know, that's something that I I was having a conversation with with a friend and he had made a good point about how professional is it to disclose your sexual orientation? You know, because maybe the the counter-argument there would be that in a professional setting, you don't necessarily need to flaunt, so to speak who you're with, whether you're straight or or queer. So is it relevant to your work? Are you supposed to come out? Like, I think it really depends, first of all, of the culture, mm-hmm. of the culture of the country, mm-hmm. and also of the type of job that you yeah. have. Um, I used to be in a job where, because of the risks involved and the closeness of the way we are living, we knew a lot mm-hmm. about each other's life, but also about a very male-dominated environment. Also, so men... Um, tended to keep their their different worlds completely separated. Mm-hmm. But we knew like if people were married or not. Mm-hmm. And at what point it just comes up because you talk to people and you kind of talk about your significant other. It's yeah. something that just happens. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I actually think it really depends on your environment. Mm-hmm. And I will just tie that in with the research that says that People who are more out have a better mental health, mm. to put it simply. Yeah. And it's more, it's more out, not so many to many, many people, but it's in most aspects of their lives. Mm-hmm. So being out at your workplace is actually beneficial for your mental health mm-hmm. if you can find acceptance there. Mm. Yeah. And the issue here is also kind of legal as well. Uh, in terms of discrimination laws and and things that could come into play, just because in some countries, I know that in my country, for example, there was a huge debate about passing the law 
about workplace discrimination, mm-hmm. including for LGBTQ people. And the mentality in Ukraine was that if we pass that law, that will enable people to be gay, <laughs> which was very ridiculous by itself. But, you know, there's all these the, the bathroom bills and all the things happening in the United States, similar but smaller things happening in Europe. There's this conservative backlash. And so how do you know that you're going to be protected at work if you disclose? Again, both depending on your country and the culture of, of, of your workplace. Mm. I, I can only use my personal example of France where, okay, there's no problem with anti-discrimination law. It's just, for me, it's just unbelievable mm. that you could be discriminated like for, for your sexual orientation, that it's, there's no law that would protect you against that, and the whole religious freedom type of thing is just something that I can't understand, mm. just because it's not at all my culture from yeah. a particular country. There are laws and they have to be respected. And anti-discrimination is is uh, essential to democracy. It's, mm. it, for me, it's, it, it just doesn't make any sense. The mm. whole religious freedom thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, in, in that context yeah. of anti-discrimination. Yeah. I want to specify that. Uh, but also in that work that I mentioned, most people were very conservative mm. and I'd say bigots. <laughs> in, uh, in Catholic, Catholic integrists, for some of them, and it was very clear that for me, coming out at that play- workplace would have been crazy. Mm. Um, I would not have been discriminated against officially, overtly, mm. but they could, they would have reacted in a way or another. Mm. It was already hard enough to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it was not. It was unthinkable to come out, uh-huh. and they will never have understood. And and uh, all the debates that they were going on during the mar- marriage equality thing in France just showed me that because people were talking about that, and the thing they were saying was where most of them were more ignorant than anything. Mm-hmm. But the 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 degree to which they were bigoted and 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 it was rooted in their religious beliefs made it that impossible for me to just discuss things with them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you brought up a, a good point about being not just queer, but also being female in the workplace. With everything that's been happening in the past year with those, uh, mm-hmm. you know, workplace discrimination, finally, you know, it's happening. Wow, that's such a reveal. Um, there's also an added layer of if you are a lesbian woman or if you're bisexual, you mm-hmm. will probably suffer from more advances that you really don't want to see when you're at work typing away on your computer. Yeah. And I'd say if you're a person of color even more, a woman yeah. of color even more. Yeah. Also again depending on the country, but still. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is wanted advances because of men who think they have something to prove. It, that and, and the fact that they, they they claim ownership. Yeah. Especially men in a position of power. And of course, it's not all men, and not everyone who harasses is a, is male. But the tendency is that, yeah, most of the time, you know, women just want to get shit done. <laughs> not always, though. But and of course, that's that's probably even worse for um, people whose gender identity is more fluid. I, I when you think about it. I think it's it's already. It was unthinkable for me for, mm. to, to come out as bisexual in mm. that workplace. 
I think that coming out as gender fluid or like any non-confirming gender identity, it would have been not even thinkable mm. because it's not an environment where it existed. Yeah. Even though as it was a traditionally male environment, the fact that I was in that environment already spoke about my <laughs> gender expression mm. or identifications. Mm. But Honestly, yeah, it was uh, it was unthinkable, and I think that uh, when I left and I said that I wanted to become a psychologist and everything, studying psychology, mm -hmm. for them, it made so much more sense than for me to be uh, at that workplace. It's such a feminine profession. Yeah, it made sense <laughs> for them because also that same my my boss at the time actually told me that it was a problem because I had too much authority in a job that required authority. Oh, wow. That it was in the, exactly in the top description. It, so, I mean, it, it it makes sense because you you know it's it's like that um, that uh, what's her name from Crazy Ass Girlfriend her video with uh, Lady Boss that, that yeah, video yeah. it's like you cannot be a woman in a position of power without being called a bitch or being too soft on people because you don't want to be called a bitch. It's always, there's always going to be someone oh, yeah. who does not respect you as a boss just because of what you have between your legs. And that's, you know, very problematic, obviously. Yeah, it's, uh, and unfortunately that's how things are, but not everywhere. Yeah. The, 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 the very nice change for me, like studying, studying psychology, And now, actually working mostly with queer women, uh, it was a very nice change. And it does feel incredibly good to be out mm. and you're at your workplace and, and to be completely clear and honest with the people you're working with. Mm. Yeah. Now, I, I, I've only held a couple of jobs before, and I have to say the university that I went to before graduate school was kind of a microcosm because practically everyone was queer. So it was a pretty gay-friendly, you know, LGBT-friendly environment. And, but it was very, very nonchalant and, and nobody really spoke of it. We tried to start a gay-straight alliance and that never worked because people just didn't want to get involved. Um, and then I worked a, a job that was pretty public in the sense that I worked with the media in Ukraine at the height of nationalism. Hmm. And, of course, at the time, my sexuality was at the back of my mind. Like, that is not something that I was comfortable expressing or anything. But now I'm thinking, how different would it have been if I had expressed that? I would have probably just tore their entire world apart. <laughs> um, but, yeah, being, being a counselor, being a therapist, being queer, being out, and sometimes even being out to your clients... I think it's a very important experience. Uh, it's um, of course you're not you're not going to come out to every single one of your clients. The mm -hmm. moment has to be right. You have to understand the costs and benefits of, of disclosing that kind of information because it is your personal life. But because of the nature of therapy, we put a lot of ourselves into it, and uh, a lot of the things that we say to our clients is not something that we would be comfortable saying in real life, so to speak. <laughs> so, not to everyone. Not to everyone, exactly. And so you have to, um, in, in this way, what, what happens in the counseling room stays in the counseling room, but that is also, you know, that also relates to the therapist. Yes. Um, but being out to a client who is going through a queer experience, mm -hmm. I think 
can be very, very conducive to therapy, especially if their identity is not stable or if they feel that they're not in an environment where they're understood wherever it is that they are. Yeah. So it's just to show that there are queer people out there who care <laughs> in a way. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot about, yeah, the common experience when you mm. come out of the therapist. Yeah. And okay, I do understand what you you you're you're going through because I even we even though we might not have the same sexual orientation or the same gender yeah. identity, I do understand that queer experience, mm-hmm. uh, and not just in books. Yeah. And but then sometimes it can be a little bit contradictive with some clients. Yeah. It really depends, and it was also a question that we had to think about uh, if we wanted to, for example, just link that podcast to mm-hmm. our practice website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because queerness is very political in nature, uh, and it's it's kind of um, like like putting on a, an extra lens uh, onto onto your public image, um, and also onto yourself. Because I know that I am a therapist who sees the world through a queer lens, and so my attitude towards certain things that, in my opinion, sound outdated, heteronormative to a fault, mm-hmm. I will be you know, very much um, for calling the person out on it. But they might not say it that way because heteronormativity and monogamy and everything is all they've ever seen. Yeah, so. it's, uh, yeah, but I think it's a balance that you have to find as a therapist between understanding the client's world mm-hmm. and, and kind of diving into it mm-hmm. so that you can reach them. Yeah. But then also bringing who you are mm-hmm. there. It's about respecting their worldview and 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 that just the perceptions, yeah, and still not erasing yourself completely, mm. because we are supposed to be a blank state, but also yeah, <laughs> yeah, and also we are there's there's an exchange there, mm. and the work is done mostly by the client, yeah, yeah, of course, but with a little bit of support, and you have to actually bring that support, so you have to bring yourself in also. Mm. It's a, it's a delicate balance, and it's, I think it's never exactly the same, depending on the client. Yeah, of course. I can just tell you that I probably, out of the clients that I've worked with, the ones that I've had the most trouble with is women stuck in traditional gender roles. <laughs> like, that is something that I love them to bits, but it's just, it just feels like they're, you know, I'm seeing color and they're not. Yes. And that is so hard because, in a way, you know, you want to motivate them to strive to be for more but maybe they're comfortable in that space and so you don't want to be too you know political too feminist too queer with them you know so it's not because it doesn't work for you that it doesn't work for them yeah which is the only thing that matters in Uh, therapy a lot of the times it doesn't work for them but that's okay (laughs) yeah sometimes it doesn't work but a couple of people are yeah comfortable but, there because uh, we, we mentioned that a, a couple of episodes ago I think it's just um, being a queer therapist offers you a lot more perspective on things because of the fact that we are we train ourselves to monitor people a lot is, is it okay to come out to this person mm-hmm. is this person queer oh their shoelaces are rainbow maybe they're queer <laughs> like building all these theories in your head I think that's something that comes very naturally to a lot of queer people and that makes you more observant yeah the good thing is when we have clients we just ask them yeah yeah that's a, that's a good thing um, and we don't have to play the guessing game of course sometimes you, you do get a moment of oh honey you're really not straight but that's <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a whole other issue. And that's another thing that if you can help someone flesh out their sexuality, their mm-hmm. gender identity, their expression, who they are, allow them to get a little bit closer to their potential. Mm-hmm. I think that is probably, and you can see them grow. That is probably one of the most rewarding experiences you can you can have. Yes, absolutely. Mm. So, question for our listeners: How is your uh, queer experience at work? If you can write to us on uh, on Twitter or even send us an email, it would be really lovely. Um, otherwise, we will talk to you next week. Follow us on Twitter and on Tumblr that we don't use. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.